Hi, my name is Duncan and we are the Fantasy Football Fanatics. I'm joined by Matt in London, Ben in LA and Andy in San Fran this week. Ben, what was your football highlight of game week 31? Uh, my football highlight this game week was um, the Champions League game between Juventus and Atletico. So Juventus 2-0 down and then Ronaldo hat-trick to send them through. Uh, probably for a couple of reasons. I think the first is most Man U fans. Um, we just can't hate Cristiano Ronaldo. So I always like to see him do well. Um, and what I found really funny was Patrice Evra shared like a text conversation between them like uh, a week before the game. I don't know if you saw it, but Evra was like, oh, Ronaldo, you have to, you have to get through. People give him a lot of stick because Evra also played for Juve. And Ronaldo was like, don't worry, at home we'll smash them. <laughs> and I was like, wow, he's like just the confidence um, to just like write that and then actually follow through with it. I thought was um, really impressive. And I, then, I, I imagine he, his text back would be more like, don't worry, at home I'll smash them. Yeah. It might have been I'll or we, I don't remember. <laughs> um, but then, then there was like this poll, which I thought was quite interesting, was like, if your team was in the Champions League final and you had to borrow either Ronaldo or Messi, who, who would you take? Um, and it, I think it's actually closer than a lot of people think, just because Ronaldo is just so good at the Champions League. Um, so, yeah, I don't know who you guys would take, but I, I think I chose Ronaldo. <laughs> Yeah, it's a tough pick, isn't it? Depends who else you have, doesn't it? Because if you're like, if you've got Aguero, then you need someone to feed him, like Messi. But if you've got, uh, I don't know, Hazard, then you'd pick Ronaldo. Yeah, I don't know. As a super sub goes, Ronaldo is probably better, I think. But I I'm yeah, I've heard, be I've heard the debate guys. before. <laughs> <laughs> Ronaldo is sort of the one you can just slot into any team, isn't he? Like regardless of tactics and he'll probably still score whereas Messi you need to build the team around him but this is very hypothetical so we don't know we don't have to go too too deep into <laughs> what do you mean it. let's do it guys <laughs> <laughs> Andy what was your football highlight um, mine was the uh, the hotting up race for fourth place which obviously is uh, not something that everybody gets excited about but as a Man U fan We've obviously got ourselves into the middle of it now. Um, Chelsea lost today, and that now means, obviously, with Tottenham stuttering recently as well, if Chelsea win their game in hand, which seems to be a big if right now, but if they do, um, there will only be three points separating third from sixth in the league, which would be really, really interesting going into the running. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the top four, despite being an Arsenal fan, it's not something that I'm focusing on at the moment. But I guess it will come more and more into focus at this point in the season. Wait, why are you focusing on? <laughs> I'm focusing on the title race. That's the interesting part of the league, uh, I think. And that uh, is also interesting. As an, as an Arsenal fan. <laughs> I thought he was going to say Europa League or something. And I was very confused. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah, I'm focusing on the title race. I'm finding that pretty exciting. I'm actually finding the title race, really, like before I was really, really sure that I wanted Liverpool to not win the league more than anything else. But as the quadruple looks on for City, I think that I think City winning the quadruple might actually be worse than Liverpool winning the league. For a Man United fan? For me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're both bad, let's be honest. 
yeah, it's there, there are no good options here. <laughs> Gotta really hope that I don't know who, who is it that's it's Tottenham. Is it? let's, let's have Tottenham do as a favour in the Champions League, and we can all stop worrying. Um, Matt, what about your football highlight of the game week? Um, so I guess it's it's, like, it's sort of leading on from um, Andy's comment. Like it's probably just watching Man City at the moment. Um, the sort of team I d- would rather not do very well, being a Man U fan, but they do play some great football. And I watched a bit of their Man U Schalke game, and they absolutely tore them a new one. Um, just they, it's so, the Guardiola football. It's just so practiced and drilled. They just know where to run, and they just pick play, uh, teams apart in a really crisp football. Um, and I didn't see the Swansea game, but they sort of like almost gave themselves a challenge. Like, let's, let's see if we can go 2-0 down and come back. Um, and sure enough, they do come back. And you just never really felt they would lose it. Um, so they're, they're definitely in ominous form at the moment. Yeah, I, I saw that when they were 2-0 down. And you just think, ah, they're going to be fine, aren't they? Because they've done it a couple of times this season, especially in the Cups. Yeah. Yeah. They... Yeah, because I... I... I was out and about and I glanced at it and said, oh, 2 nil down. Then you just looked at the stats and you looked at some of the commentaries like, oh, they're going to come back. They are like absolutely dominating this. Yeah, they are the team in, in form at the moment. Um, my, my football highlight of the week was the Arsenal-Ren game. Going into it, um, needing to win by two goals to come back into it. And uh, within, I think it was 14 minutes, maybe something like that, we were 2-0 up and cruising. Um, so it kind of got rid of all those, you know, those stressy, anxious minutes trying to get a goal. And and Aubameyang's celebration was my big highlight. Going in and finding a, a mask that he'd hidden of uh, Black... Is it Black Panther? The superhero. And putting it on and doing the Black Panther celebration I thought was pretty cool. Um, yeah, he's a weird one, but... Um, that was a nice little light moment. It reminds me of uh, who's that Fulham striker who used to go and get a mask out a few years ago in the Premier League? Argentinian guy. Can you remember that? I do remember. I can't remember what his name was now, though. Yeah. always. There's always a slightly oddball thing when you go and get something and put it on for a celebration. Um, so, yeah, I enjoyed that. That was a nice light moment. Um, should we get cracking with our, our game week reviews for... Game week 31. I think latest news in is I think I've just gone. No, I haven't gone ahead of Matt. Matt, you're up first. Um, how did your game week go? Um, I think like many fantasy football player uh, managers that take it seriously, um, pretty badly, uh, regardless of playing free hit or not, it's been sort of a, a game week where the unusual players have scored. Um, and so I did uh, free hit this week. Um, Put in a lot of the usual type players, so loaded up on West Ham defence, which came off spectacularly badly. Liverpool defender, Chelsea defender, um, and yeah, n- none of it come off. In fact, most of them got one point, not even two points. Um, but where I at least got one decision right is I uh, captained Mane rather than Salah, and so that's come in uh, for to save my game week really. Um, and some thirty-seven points at the moment, but. Salad, uh, Mane's th- three bonus points well, should get doubled to six so that should put me on 43 for the week and other than that I, I'm yet again staring at the points just left on my bench I had Madison and Dinia that I thought I'd put in but not play because uh, players like Declan Rice and Ryan Fraser I thought were better options but it turned out I was wrong um, so it, 
sort of what could have been, especially when you're playing a free hit and you're thinking, I need to get some, gain some ground on players like yourself, Duncan, who aren't playing the free hit this week. Uh, and I haven't really done that. So a bit nervous for the game weeks ahead. I mean, you, you say it's been a disappointing week, but you were saying you're going to come out probably with 43 points. And I'd say in a game week that's gone as badly as it has, that's a pretty decent score. I think the key thing is, okay, none of your players scored any points, but you picked Mane as captain. And he was the only one to get points for you. And and that's kind of all that mattered, I think, in this game week. If you had Mane as captain, that was enough, basically. I mean, your team is proof of that. 43, it's probably going to be a fairly decent score, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so so so, pretty decent this week. Um, but I'm just just a bit nervous about the the next blank game week where I don't have any chip to really play. Um, I'll have to navigate that, and I was hoping to get a bit of a cushion built up this week. So let's see how it goes. Well, based on the the blank game week so far, twenty seven and thirty one, I don't think you have too much to worry about. Doesn't doesn't look like they're they're <laughs> game weeks to gain any ground. Um, yeah, if I'd just played Mane and left it at that and just captained him, just had one player, I'd have probably didn't, I'd probably settled for probably, that and saved the chip yeah, later. Still competitive. Um, I think my team's up next. I got 38 points with a minus four, so ending on 34. But the big, <laughs> the big disaster was um, I decided to triple captain um, this week because I looked at the fixtures for the rest of the season. I thought this one looked like the best fixture I thought that was left for goals. And I thought Liverpool looked great away to Bayern. So they were going to be coming in good form. They started scoring some goals again recently. And it was between Mane and Salah, who I was going to play it on. And my preference was Mane because of the form he was in. But then on Twitter, the news broke um, late on Friday night after I'd made my transfer that Mane hadn't been pitched in training and I completely bought it. And I thought, oh no, I'll stick it on Salah. And Mane played and he scored and assisted and I watched the whole game um, and uh, it was brutal. As part of that transfer to bring in Mane, so Mane was part of my hit. Um, Got rid of Pogba, so I lost the value on Pogba to bring in Mane. And I also brought in Harry Maguire, who I brought in... For good reasons, I thought um, Bernie looked susceptible from set pieces and M- uh, Madison was doing quite well from set pieces as well. And I, I think he's got a good delivery in corners and free kicks and stuff. So I thought Maguire was, you know, he had loads of attempts over the last few game weeks, but red card after four minutes and his replacement gets the winner, um, which was gutting in the extreme because I'm planning for 31 and 33 with my transfers. So Maguire misses 33 as well. Uh, so yeah, that w- couldn't have gone worse really. I don't think <laughs> so. I've looked. That was yeah. <clears throat> up there as one of the worst, tra- well, most unlucky transfers I've seen in a long time. It was pretty bad. Maguire in for, for a minus four. It was pretty bad. To get to minus six really. And, I, and I've wasted my triple captain, um, which is a huge deal at, in our mini league because, you know, that I think most people at the top still have it. And I've kind of thrown it away, which is gutting. And I've seen so much stuff on Twitter over today, people saying how bad an idea it was to triple captain Salah. And I see that now. (laughs) But the problem was I had my heart set on Mane. And then once I heard he wasn't in training, I still couldn't get my head out of the triple captain zone. I still thought, oh, it's a great fixture and it's Fulham and they're going to hammer them and there aren't 
any other good fixtures for triple captain for the rest of the season because I'm playing chips in the double game weeks. So big error. Um, and apart from that, Felipe Anderson got an assist. Um, a pretty lucky one, it looked to me. Um, so I don't think that's any in- indication of form. And Richarlison got a goal. So those guys, I guess, have repaid the faith that I kind of had to show in them. Um, but apart from that, nothing else. Yeah. I think, Andy, you're up next. How was your game week? Um, pretty much the same as yours. Uh, well, everybody else's. Um, I, I had Mane. Um, I did exactly the same thing as Duncan, minus the triple captain, because I had played my free hit. So um, I had Mane captained, thought, uh-oh, he's not in training. Better switch to Salah quickly at the last minute. That went well, um, because Mane was the only person in my team who did anything at all and got more than two points. So I've ended up on 29 points, um, which was pretty standard for the week, I think. 29 points normally looks a lot worse than it does this week, but it's still not good. Um Free hits gone. Back to my normal team again. I don't know. Um, I've kind of plummeted pretty badly over the course of the last two, three weeks where um, things like my Lukaku transfer last week did not come off. Um, so, yeah, uh, I obviously need to cut some ground to make up now. I'm just glad that Ben's plummeting too, so at least I have some company. Ben. You're welcome. Ben, <laughs> I guess oh, you got the same score in the end, 29. Yeah. Um, Did you ha- have exactly the same team as Andy? Similar. I think I think most of us went with the template kind of free hit team, which did really badly. Because, um, I mean, West Ham, I had two West Ham defenders, and they conceded three against Huddersfield, which I didn't see coming. And if you told me that West Ham would score four goals and Anatovic started, <laughs> and he didn't get any points, I would have... I would have been shocked, but that's exactly what happened. Um, and then, yeah, Chelsea didn't do anything, which is kind of bittersweet because um, I do see, I do like seeing them slip up in the title race. I mean, in the top four race. So that was that was bittersweet. But I had Hazard and Iguain who blanked. So basically, my entire free hit team blanked, apart from Mane, who I didn't captain. Probably the worst free hit I think I've ever played. So that, that's good. Um, I didn't watch the Liverpool game though. But was Salah unlucky, or was he just not? No, good? no, he was just he was the same as he's been for weeks now, which is just slightly off the pace. You know, um, he's just not at that kind of incredible level where he's bouncing off players and running through and going past people. He's just taking a touch too much. People are getting in and tackling him. Um, he's losing the ball, and yeah, he just looked pretty bad, to be honest. The interesting thing, I think it's definitely getting to him, because he was being really selfish when he should have passed it sometimes. Mm. He was just slightly panicking about it, it just didn't look quite so natural. Um, so I think that the goal drought's getting to him. So once he breaks it, maybe he'll go into a good run of form again, but at the moment he's just can't seem to buy a Do you know what happened in, in, that, in that game? I was watching it... Um... And crying inside, and then, then Liverpool got a penalty, and I was thinking, "Oh my god, <laughs> I'm, I'm saved, I'm saved!" And then I completely forgot James Milner had just been subbed on, Oof. so Salah lost the penalty as well, and Mane got the assist. Ah, uh, yeah. sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say, like I, I had sort of uh, having switched to Salah, I'd become happy with my decision. Because I kind of thought if Mo Salah is ever going to like break his drought and like score a hat-trick emphatically like proving the doubters wrong, it's got to be against his Fulham defence. Surely that's going to be the moment. 
I kind of got really happy with it. I was getting really excited. And then I watched him. I was like, oh, no, this is definitely a bad decision. I, I should have captained somebody, anybody else. Well, I think all in all, um, looking at the team, the kind of dream team this week, I think Gary sent it around on our WhatsApp group. The players that did score well, I'm not sure a lot of people are going to have. And they were kind of differentials for a game of dip- for a game week of differentials anyway in the free hit you know Chicharito King Grant McNeil um Ogbonna yeah I think we're in we're in good company this week in, in not scoring very many points so let's forget about it and let's let's move on um to um to preview um game week 32 double game week but before we do let's take a quick break Okay, we're back and we're ready to discuss double game week 32. Um, slightly different format in, in how we're going to preview this double game week because there's so many fixtures. Instead of going through all the fixtures as we would normally, we're going to look at it in order of team. So the first team up with Watford at home and Wolves away is Man United. And that's one for Matt. Matt, what do you reckon? Who can you pick out from Man United? So... In my team at the moment, I've got three Man United. So I've got Lindelof, Pogba and Rashford. Um, so they, they would be the three that I would recommend because um, they're in my team. Uh, Man United's fixtures with, as you say, Watford at home and then Wolves away. Uh, I mean, they've just lost to Wolves in the FA Cup. So it's definitely not an easy fixture. And in fact, Man have lost their last two games. So they're just starting to go off the boil a little bit. Um, so whereas previously I was like, dead set on these manu assets i think i'm sort of waving a little bit on them actually they're they're not quite so juicy as they once were um so i think pogba in particular seems to be trying just a little bit too hard judging by the match yesterday and also with the injury problems they've had they've he pushed him back a bit so he's been sort of not been able to get the same chances he's had recently um so Whereas previously, I think they were sort of must-haves. I think now that you, you can probably get away with not having a triple up on Man new players uh, would be my my advice. What about defensively? Do you think those are good fixtures defensively for for Man United? I mean, if if people are filling up their teams with attackers from with easier fixtures from other teams, could they look at Watford and Wolves away and say they're going to be quite tight games? I mean, potentially. I mean, Man you aren't great at keeping clean sheets and both Watford and Wolves in the top half of the table. So I wouldn't naturally point to them and say that's definitely going to be a clean sheet. But I guess it is Man U, big club. Uh, there's always a chance of uh, keeping it cleany. And the, the defenders are quite cheap for Man U at the moment. So I think Lindelof's around the five million mark, as is Luke Shaw. Um, and then I think Chris Moyne's just a little bit more, but he sort of seems to be the regular alongside Lindelof at the moment. And right back seems to uh, have been a bit changeable, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch that one. Did you just refer to a clean sheet as a cleanie? I did, yeah. <laughs> Can I change my football highlight of the week, please? <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to change our, our section later to the cleanies. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark. <laughs> Andy, do you want to step in here? Because I know you've brought in Lukaku and you're a big fan of him at the moment. Is he someone, I guess he's in your team, so you're going to stick with him for the double game week. But if you were on a free hit, would you be considering him? Yeah, absolutely, I would. I think, um, especially how, given how blunt we looked against Wolves without him, uh, he's clearly been the main man for the last for the last few games. So um, I think probably he's 
an even better pick than, than Rashford, I think, at the moment, even with the price difference. Rashford looks really exhausted to me. And although he's clearly an excellent player, he's put in a lot of minutes this season, um, particularly since Solskjaer took over and he just looks exhausted, so he needs a break. Uh, it may be that we see him dropped and uh, sort of Lukaku, Martial, the strike force um, at some point soon, perhaps in the next game. So uh, that that would be interesting to see. Um yeah, so definitely, I think Lukaku's one to be one to be looking at. I think the other one is Lingard because he's like injuries. Although obviously they're not rests, they do sort of the, the recovery that you're doing there is different from playing full speed games. You're not training either, so I feel like Lingard needed a rest, but has got may, may have got what he needed from his enforced absence. Um, he wasn't fully fit in the last game, but he still sort of looked like he was moving freely. So I would suspect, I, I'm sort of thinking that it might be um, a front three of Lukaku, Martial and, and Lingard for the next game with Rashford on the bench. So if you're looking to, to downgrade out of Man U, uh, it might be Rashford's the one to go. Yeah, I mean, it kind of buys into what Matt's saying as well about Man U struggling over the last two games. I think a lot of people building up to this double game were thinking, well, it's three Man United players, obviously. But you, you the things you're saying about Rashford, I definitely saw in the FA Cup game. And although Lingard's just come back and he's fresh, he didn't look great and neither did Martial. So maybe Man United aren't going to be, you know, straight into those free hit teams or double game week teams. And Pogba, like Matt was saying as well, um, not in a great run of form, not looking in a great position on the pitch. So, yeah, maybe maybe not as, as easy as we thought. Um, next up, it's... It's me with Wolves. Um, so the reverse of that fixture, they've got um, Man United at home, but their first game for them is Burnley away. Um, I think there's some talk that um, before the Man United game that they might be thinking about resting players um, for the FA Cup semi-final is pretty likely. We've seen Doherty rested before. We've seen Yota rested. Um, and Neves and Moutinho have missed games as well. Um, so I think that's definitely a possibility. Wolves are not going to get relegated. They've had a great season, and now surely their big focus is going to be the FA Cup because they could they could get a result in that. Um, so I think I've had Doherty, and a lot of people will have kept hold of Doherty and Yotta and Jimenez especially um, because of the value tied up in them. But if you're free hitting, I would, yeah, I would be concerned about players being rested, especially for that second game. Um, so the players to have for Wolves are obviously Doherty, Jimenez and Yotta. I can't really see past that, but um, they're also the players that will be most likely to be rested because they're the best players. So it's it's a tricky one. Um, and the fixtures aren't the best. Burnley away, that's tough and bruising and Man United at home. Um, that's... Um, that's a big game for them and in a team that have just played them and are going to want to prove that they're a big team against them. So, yeah, maybe maybe steering clear as well. What do you guys reckon? I think if you're free hitting, then I think Jimenez is just on such great form that maybe people still put him in. But you, you, I think you're right. You might want to stay clear of some of the other ones because they're both rotation risks and the fixtures look just a bit bit difficult yeah. compared to some of the other yeah, teams. I think so they do Sorry, um, I think Jimenez is the one that they can't really rotate because they don't have other players in his position. 
Like Jota wasn't even in the team at the start of the season because they have so many players in sort of wide midfield forward type role. Um, you know, they have Dendonka that they can bring in in the midfield and play a player two with either Neves or Moutinho. Um, it's just that that one position centre forward is the one where they don't really have anyone to rotate. So he's probably the one that I'd be most likely to pick. I don't know. I think they've got Cavalero on the bench. They've got Troy, who has played up the top for them. They've got Costa, who's not getting games at the moment. And I think if they're thinking, you know, we've done enough in the league, it's not that important that we win, you know, this next game. More important to be rest of the semi-finals. I'd say he's the most important player. So, yeah, I think it's just risky. And the, the great thing about them is they're enablers. And but the tricky thing is if they miss one game. They're only going to play one, and you won't get someone off the bench, so it's difficult. Um, but they are in great form, so it's up to you guys, but we'll see. Andy, what do you reckon to Man City and their fixtures of Fulham away and Cardiff at home? Look pretty good, don't they? Yeah, I mean, it's a very tasty week for Man City, isn't it? So uh, I think everybody who's playing their free hit or has been building to this will probably have three Man City players. Um, for my own sake, I have uh, Otamendi, Sterling and Bernardo Silva are my three. Um, I felt very smart putting Bernardo Silva in, but I see I'm not the only person who's thought of that. So uh, I don't feel quite so smart anymore. But he's obviously um, he's come. He's very likely to play at the moment with both uh, Fernandinho and um, Kevin De Bruyne injured, or they're, they're yellow flags at the moment. But De Bruyne, I think, is unlikely to be starting games when uh, when play resumes. So um, Bernardo Silva seems to have been the the, the like for like replacement for him for most games. So I think he's going to keep playing until such point as De Bruyne is fully fit, which nobody really knows if it's going to happen this season. Um, so yeah, Bernardo Silva, I think, is a really good pick. Um, Aguero, obviously, is a good pick. I think in a double game week, normally he, over the, over the course of the last few seasons, you'd look at Aguero and think, is he a rotation risk? This season, he doesn't seem to have been rotated as much as he normally has. Whenever he's not been injured, he seems to have played. So maybe you might see him play 60 minutes in both games rather than all of one and then not start the other. Um, but that's enough for him to do damage, right? So I think he, he's also one that I would recommend having um, if you've got the freedom to to pick him. Um, sure, surely Sterling as well, right? And Sterling, of course. Yeah, I kind of, uh, haven't haven't got there yet, but I think that kind of goes without saying that Sterling is obviously the uh, the player to have for for City at the moment because he's on absolutely sparkling for Sterling form, if you will, and he uh, he's not much of a rotation risk either because he's one of Pep's favourites. So. Um, yeah, I think he's uh, he's obviously a must-have. Um, the one thing with City is that although it's, everyone's talking about them having two fixtures this week, the website doesn't say they do as yet, um, either in the fantasy section or in the main section. So that, that Cardiff fixture, we're assuming that that is going to get rescheduled for the next game week. It, that might not happen. So uh, one to watch out for as the, uh, as the week gets closer. Yeah, we should say, that's a, a good shout, Andy. We should say, before we go any further, these are we're basing this on on Sunday night just after the Chelsea game, is, the Chelsea Everton game is finished. Um, so these are based on Ben Collins latest update of his spreadsheet, with the confirmed doubles being Spurs, Wolves, Crystal Palace, and Man United. The rest are either likely or possible, um, and we're going in the order of um, confirmed and then likely, and then ending with possible. So. Yeah, thanks, Andy, for mentioning that. One thing on, on the Man City defence, I was just remembering their last double game week. Laporte did really well for me, and I just thought he he seems to me this season as their most safe 
starter in defence. And he actually got a goal in that game week and a clean sheet. And this seems like a really good game week, also for goals, for sure, but for clean sheets with Fulham and Cardiff. Um, so would you go Edison? Would you go Laporte? Or would you stick with Otamendi if you had a free hit? Well, if I had a free hit, one thing to, that is sort of quietly happening at Man City is that they've been through a bit of an injury crisis recently. Um, Stones, Otamendi, Mendy and company all had yellow flags against them. So Laporte seems like an absolute shoe-in if you have got a free hit for this week. Um, it seems likely that um, Fabian Delph will be playing as well because he, uh, although he had a bit of a shocker against um, uh, against Swansea in the in the FA Cup, um, it seems likely to me that he's going to play again, um, given how many other injuries they have. So yeah, um, Laporte, I think if you've got a free hit, definitely pick him. Um, I'm worried about Otamendi having that yellow flag against him, but we'll have to see if that disappears or not over the course of the next week. So we've got, we've got the international break where um, a lot of these yellow flags are going to disappear over that time. Um, but yeah, uh, you're right. Laporte's a very, very good pick. And I mean, Edison's Edison. He's always, and even if, even if he wanted to rotate the goalkeeper, Claudio Bravo is injured too. So. Fair enough. Um, Ben, you're up next with Tottenham's fixtures. Um, so that's Liverpool away and then Crystal Palace at home. Yeah. Um, so I think one one difficult fixture, one easier fixture for Spurs. Am I right in saying that the Crystal Palace fixture is their first game in their new stadium? I think I'm it might sure. be. I think that got might have been announced. So that should be interesting. Maybe they'll be really up for it. Um yeah, if I was on a free hit, I don't know if I would be would be having three Spurs plays just because the Liverpool fixtures are you know pretty tough away at Anfield. Um, but yeah, I think Harry Kane's been on good form; has been scoring like a goal a game. Um, and then I've I've been holding on to Youngmin Son for this double game week, but he seems to have. Um, been less explosive in the last couple of games. I think either th- through fatigue or just having to play with Harry Kane and trying to figure out that system. Um, if you were going more differential, then obviously Ericsson, De- Deli Ali as well is back as well. So that that could be um, a, a decent punt. But that's probably what I would look at. I'm not sure I would necessarily look at their defenders um, just because I think they're, they're better options in this double game week for defenders. Do you think these are good fixtures for Tottenham? So Liverpool away seems pretty tough and Palace have had a, some good games defensively this season. Yeah, they're not they're not the best. Um, it's just... Oh, I, I have looked it up, yeah. The game against Palace is their, is their fixture at their new stadium. So, I don't know, maybe they'll be up for that one. I, I assume they would be. Um, but I kind of see it as one okay fixture and, and one bad fixture. <laughs> Do you know what, though? Um playing in a new stadium can be very difficult for a team because uh, players sort of lose the um, like the, the waypoints that they're used to having around them in the stadium to mark sort of where to pass and where to be on the pitch. And so it can take a while to get used to a new home stadium. And Palace are in great form at the moment. Um, I, I think there's a decent chance, given the form Tottenham have been on recently as well, there's a decent chance that Palace will pull a surprise there and, and spoil the party at uh, the new stadium. I think that's true. Definitely moving to the Emirates was tough for Arsenal. And initially, that's going to be like two away teams. I know they're going to have the fans there and they're going to be really up for it in the new stadium. But you're right. All those waypoints and being used to being in that stadium and feeling at home is not going to come straight away. 
So, yeah, fair enough. Hey, Palace for a cleanie. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, um, what do you reckon to Watford's fixture? So they they start with Man U away, and then it's either Southampton or Fulham at home. Likely. So... Watford, I mean, that, that doesn't look great uh, because it's Man U away. Um, so I think if it was just a single game week, you wouldn't pick a Watford player for Man U away, which means you're basically focusing on Southampton or Fulham at home, which is pretty decent uh, for Watford. Um, so I think this is uh, one where if you're free hitting, then you, you, you sort of dip into some differentials on the fringes of your team for Watford players because uh, they haven't been popular fantasy assets, uh, even though Watford is a club of them pretty well this season. So, Delefeu is a bit of like a differential, potentially, because uh, he, every so often, can be quite explosive. Um, and then they've, they've just come off winning the FA Cup this weekend, so they're, the squad's in good form, um, but they seem to share the goals out, so it's really quite difficult to predict which Watford assets to get behind. Um, so, I saw Pereira got an assist, uh, Gray came on, scored a goal, but he's on the bench usually, so he's not a starter. Dini sort of chugs away. Uh, he sort of gets points over the course of the season, but he's not never too explosive. So uh, for a, one of the precious striker berths, I'd probably um, maybe avoid him. Uh, so I think Delefeu is maybe the most tempting one because he's quite cheap and in midfield and every so often he, he gets really explosive, but uh, the fixtures are pretty average. I think their game week 35 fixtures look much better around the corner. So maybe if you were doing just normal transfers, it might be sort of a long-term um, pick. Yeah, in game week 35, it's looking likely that they'll have Huddersfield away and then either Southampton or Fulham at home. Um, so that's, yeah, like you say, really nice. And then there's probably not going to be the problem that we have at the moment where some of their players might be rested for their second double game week fixture for the um, thinking about the FA Cup semi-final. Yeah, yeah. So I think it, it feels like this is not the double game week for them, but maybe the next one definitely is if you if you attempt to get some Watford assets in. I think that's a good shout. Um, next up, it's me with Brighton, um, and their fixtures are Southampton at home and Chelsea away. Um, I think this is this is possibly where you get down to the enabler um, options for your double game week t- team if you have. If you have a free hit to play, this is where you might be picking your goalkeeper, for instance. So Ryan with that Southampton fixture in mind and, you know, hoping he can pick something up away to Chelsea. Um, the other the other goalkeepers on option, I've it, he's I've had Ryan in my free hit kind of uh, trial team I put together last week just because he's cheap. Um, he has one good fixture. Um, Brighton have a quite good defence, I think. Um so they could nick something against Chelsea. Um, apart from that, I don't really see any options in the Brighton team that I'd be keen on. Maybe if you're thinking about bench players um, and you're trying to afford um, you know, a, a big hitter team for your double game week and your free hit, but then your bench, you're pretty sure they're not going to come on. But if they do, you want them to be double game week players, then players like Stevens, 43 with a double game week, plays almost every game, never gets any points, but, um, you know, he might come in and get give you four points off the bench um, as a double game week player if in some unlikely circumstance your first team doesn't play either games. Um, so, yeah, um, 
even players like Murray, if you're considering putting him in your first team, the tricky thing is he doesn't play every game. Um, he wasn't going to play against Crystal Palace and at the last minute. And I think it was Andone got an injury in the warm-up and Murray came in and obviously got the goal. But he's not guaranteed to start every game. So that, that's a tricky one. Um, so, yeah, I think I think Ryan would be my big pick possibly to start. And outside of that, maybe Stevens is a bench player. But that's probably all I'd, I'd say for Brighton. Um, Cardiff are up next. And this is one for Andy. Tough fixtures and a crap team. What do you think? I Chelsea think... at home and Man City away. Yeah, I think it's tough fixtures and a crap team. There are so many double game weeks that um, you know, you, you pretty much. I think it's scraping the barrel to look at Cardiff players. Um, Etheridge is their top scorer this season, so um, I think if the, if you're going to have a Cardiff player, probably Etheridge is the one because they might get a nil nil in one of those. Like they might keep if they keep Chelsea out, for example, and get a nil nil in that game. Um, you, you get the clean sheet for Etheridge and then two points for the City game, or probably what. I don't know. Depends how many City score, doesn't it? But some points, for, hopefully, for the City game. Um, so, yeah, if you're going to pick a, a Cardiff player, I think it's probably the goalkeeper, which says quite a lot about their team. Uh, Sol Bamba's injured. Is he injured or is he suspended? He is uh, injured. injured. Knee injury injured, with an unknown yeah. return. Oh, yeah, I remember he went off and did knee, uh, clutching his knee in the last game. So, yeah, Sol Bamba's got a red flag and um, an, an unknown return date. So, one of their best players... Um, missing for these two very difficult fixtures. Um, Camaras is one that many people have picked as, a, as an enabler at 4.5. He scored a few points, but I don't think that City and Chelsea are the fixtures that you look to pick him for. So, yeah, um, there isn't really much to pick at here in this Cardiff team, I don't think. This is this is tough because in our preview so far, we've, we've kind of said Man United slightly going out of form, they're big players like Pogba playing slightly different positions. Rashford's looking tired. So at the moment, we've got three Man City players definitely in the team. But then outside of that, I mean, it's tricky to say who we're, who we're recommending. Um, I think I mean, what I'm recommending... Not Cardiff. Not Cardiff players. <laughs> well, I mean, um, Ben's, Ben's up next. I think uh, Ben's going to preview the team that I'm recommending. So should we let him do that? Yeah, Ben, you've got Chelsea and their fixtures are Cardiff away and Brighton at home. Yeah, so really good fixtures, although Chelsea form too is... No, Ben! It's <laughs> <laughs> not the best, um, but it should be... They're a good enough team where they should be able to beat um, Cardiff and Brighton. Um, the problem with Chelsea is they just... When they... As soon as they encounter some difficulties, it just looks like they just completely give up, like they did against Everton. Um, but the game today, Hazard probably should have scored. He he hit the inside of the post. I think Pickford made a good save from one of his shots. So um, I've been holding on to Hazard, and I would I would definitely play him in this game. Um, Iguain potentially too as well, although he looks like he's still. Um, not in super great form. I know. I think he was sick this week, so um, he came off today for Giroud at some point. I think 60 minutes in, um, and then maybe Pedro as a differential. It seems like he's he's been playing um, most of the games. I don't know what happened to William today, but maybe he was injured. I didn't see him, um, but Pedro played all of the game today at 6.4. Um, defensively, too, I think. I think a lot of people have had David Luiz um, for a lot of this season and he's been 
a good goal threat. So uh, defensively, he could be um, a good bet. Alonso, I think, is a little bit risky given the rotation with Emerson. Um, although I think Emerson's last game, he was he was pretty shocking. So I think Alonso got back in the team today and he didn't really do much better, gave away a penalty. Um, so yeah, I think defensively, I would I would stick with Louise and then attacking probably Azard, potentially Higuain and um, Pedro. Yeah, I think it's good picks. I mean, the tricky thing I think with Chelsea is scoring goals, um, but you've got to you've got to expect them to get some against Cardiff and Brighton. And Hazard, I would assume, would be the, the best route for those. But then Cardiff and Brighton are terrible at scoring goals, so I think your shout for Louise is a good one. Um, potentially even doubling up, maybe playing as Poliqueta as well, um, because he's unlikely to get rotated. Um, might be a good way of just guaranteeing two clean sheets for two players. Yeah, that's that's what I'd be doing. I'd be looking at the defenders. If, you, if you're going to play a um, a free hit this week, then I'd be looking at maybe even Kepa um, at five point four. If you've got because when you play the free hit, you often end up bringing in players that you wouldn't normally think about and saving some money because um, not not all of the big hitters are playing two game two game two fixtures that game week. So if you've got the extra point uh, four million for, for a goalkeeper, you can put Kepa in goal with uh, uh, with two easy fixtures, um, and then pick David Luiz and. Aspilicueta, and then you've got three players who are likely to get two clean sheets in one week. Or you could say... Yeah, and Kepa saved a penalty today too, so that yeah, was good. True. Or you could say, Chelsea are going to get two clean sheets, I'll play two defenders, and Hazard is their best route for goals or assists, so I'll go Hazard. Because he's the most guaranteed um, source, so maybe yeah. that's the way to go. You know what's a real shame is uh, today, I thought um, Chelsea's best player was Callum Hudson-Odoi coming on for the last 15 minutes. He looked really good and he had probably, um, until sort of a couple of goal scrambles right at the end, he was the only one who had a decent shot on goal the entire game until the 89th minute. So um, it's a real shame, I think, that um, Sarri doesn't seem to want to start him because I think he's a, if he played, he'd be more dangerous than Pepper at 34.2 million. Yeah, it's just so tricky, isn't it, with those wide players? It'd be great if he was playing, but Pedro, William, and um, hudson Adoy, they're just in one game, out the other. Um, so I think for a double game week, when you want them to play both fixtures, it's likely that Pedro or William won't play both, or all of both, um, and the same for hudson Adoy. But that is so annoying at this point in the season, he hasn't yet nailed down a place. Um, so it sounds a lot more positive about Chelsea, um, so we've got three Man City, potentially three Chelsea, um, and then we've got five other players to fill in the gaps there. Matt, can you see any with the confirmed game week, double game week for Crystal Palace? So you've got Huddersfield at home and Tottenham away. So definitely, I think Crystal Palace have got some uh, some nice looking fixtures. Um, and also looking at the, the Crelins, uh thing, uh, in game week 33, they might have a fixture as well. So for those of of you like myself that um, can't have the luxury of a free hit for this one. Um, it's quite a nice one to sort of navigate the blank as well as the double. Um, so I'm definitely looking at Crystal Palace assets who have been on a bit, a bit, good bit of form recently. So I think they, most of so it, they have a fixture in game week 33 is what you're saying. Yeah. They do have a, yeah, they're Newcastle away in game week 33, uh, which isn't an awful fixture for them. Um, so they, they look like they could be playing through, which is quite nice. Um, and 
if they are, I mean, all this is still up in the air, but if, if they are, then that, I'm, I'm tempted to go for some Palace assets. So I think most people have Juan Basak already. Um, he's been a bit of a FPL legend this season, uh, dirt cheap defender. Um, I think that that is confirmed, Dan, Matt. I'm pretty sure that is confirmed. Yeah, when they when they lost to Watford, um, it got confirmed. So it's definitely happening. Oh, excellent. yeah. So they've got they've got double in 32 and a single game week in 33 in the blank. So yeah. All right. Well, whilst we've all been so negative then on on the other teams, I think Huddersfield at home is obviously a tempting one, even if uh, West Ham made that look very difficult. Um, uh, Tottenham away is not easy, and as we've discussed, like that's Tottenham's first game at their new stadium, but. If you're going for maybe some of the attacking assets like a Zaha or Batshuayi or Milijevic, um, then there's chance of points uh, from the odd goal there. Um, and then, of course, they, yeah, they navigate that 33 uh, game week as well. So I'm looking at uh, a Wan-Bissaka. I'm tempted maybe to double up on defence if I had a free hit because that Huddersfield fixture is still tempting. Um but certainly Zaha's in good form. Batshuayi's come in looking pretty good. Um, and they just get penalties. Um, so Millie's still that option to get some goals here and there. I mean, it's tricky to say this after they scored three against West Ham. But I'm just wondering whether whether the, the double up for a pass is a good idea. Because that's, that's been the theory, hasn't it? If you're playing Huddersfield, you're almost guaranteed a clean sheet. But has that changed now? Now, uh, Grant's got two goals and... They got another one. So you're right. Um, I guess the the one thing in, in the plus column is that yeah, that was just one game for Huddersfield. So may, maybe their form's changing, but they still over this course of the season have really struggled to score goals, and that's partly because of the very limited skill levels of their players relative to the rest of the Premiership. Um, plus, Palace have a pretty decent defence and play quite defensive football. Um, so. I'd imagine they'd send a good chance of getting a clean sheet. Um, yeah. They did yeah. beat Wolves 1-0, though, didn't they? And that's in quick succession. They then scored three against uh, West Ham. So I I still think um, they're, they're obviously still one of the worst teams in the league. Um, but I don't think... I think the way that we've been thinking about Huddersfield is like a guaranteed clean sheet, pick all the defensive players against them. I don't think it's that like one-sided that they're really bad at one end of the pitch anymore. I think they sort of uh, the 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 strengths and weaknesses are more evenly spread spread across the team than they than they were earlier in the season. Um, so, although pick players against them, I don't think it's quite as as pick defenders heavy as it used to be. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. Um, but yeah, quite good value as well. I think is the other thing plus side for. For Palace defenders, um, good enablers, yeah, yeah. Um, next up, I've got um, Fulham, and I should say that their double game week is a possible double game week. It's not even rated as likely by Ben Cremen at the moment, so it's possible. I should say that before I start, but it's going to be a pretty quick one because it's Man City at home, and then Watford away, and it's Fulham. So I would be recommending no one from Fulham's team. Um, yeah. That's pretty much it. If anyone disagrees, jump in. Otherwise, we can move on to Southampton. <laughs> I think Ryan Babel scored today and uh, has looked good for them. So if you're really desperate, I might recommend him. But I kind of feel very unsure of myself saying that. 
I just think there's going to be better options in the double game week. You'd you know, expect so, wouldn't you? Batshuayi, or um, if you're looking for a cheap option up front, I think. Well, he's a midfielder, isn't he, um, well, Pavel? Yeah. So he's kind of a, an enabling midfielder. Fair enough, yeah. You might need that. Um, okay, Southampton, this is one for you, Andy. Um, this is also a possible double game week, and it would be Brighton away and Watford away. So can you pick out any options there that you'd recommend? Uh, sure. So the first thing to, to pick out is up front, where Ings, Long and Obafemi all have either red or yellow flags. So it seems pretty likely that Charlie Austin is going to be starting up front for them. Um, so that's something to look out for. Um, Ward-Prowse has been on excellent form recently. And uh, obviously he's the, the main reason he's in the team is for his free kicks and corners. So I think uh, he's also a very, very... Him, him and Armstrong are both at 5.1 million. Um, if you're going to pick one of them, I would lean towards Ward-Prowse over Armstrong because I think he's more of a, a mainstay in the team and he's on the set pieces. Um, but they're both pretty good picks, I think. Um, they, they've been on good form recently. And so I think although it's quite a, uh, a an unnatural thing to think, yeah, I'm going to pick some Southampton players. I think they're actually not not as bad as you might first think. A lot of people have Bednarek because he's extremely cheap. Um, I'm not sure he's actually a good pick, but because he's 4 million, I think the value you get out of him is very good. So I think those are the players that I would highlight from uh, from Southampton at the moment. They're, they're, they're playing good attacking football under Hassan um, they, um they, they obviously... They're going to concede goals, but they're going to score them as well. And so, yeah, I think um, more than anyone else, I'd be looking at Austin and Warpress. We mentioned um, Bednarek, and because of his low price, he might be an enabler for people on the bench if they're playing a free hit and they still want a double game week player. There's also Valerie, who's 4.0 and has scored a couple of goals recently. He's got two and two. Um, so he's another option as another potential bench player or just an enabler. Yeah, I think he's kind of an illusion. Like, uh, yes, he did score two goals. That's true. I don't think he's going to score anymore. Uh, I don't think he's like a, a, a Marcos Alonso type player who frequently bursts into the box. Like the, uh, the, the goal he scored against Man U was a like once in a lifetime goal that um, even regular scorers of goals would be like surprised to see that go in. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think he's really a goal scorer. He's, a, he's, he's the Southampton right back. He's not really a goal scorer. But I think... Um, but as an enabler price-wise, you could have him and Bednarek on your bench. Yeah, you could do. You absolutely could do. Um, yeah, I, I, I think if you're going to... The other thing with Valerie is that I'm not sure he's really first team. Um, he's only come into the team quite recently. And I don't know, I wouldn't feel completely secure in him playing both games. But Bednarek seems to be more um, established. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Um, on the Ward Prowse, I think he's the great pick um, that you've you've shouted out three and three, and you know, definite starter. Is he also on penalties, or is there someone else at Southampton on penalties? Does anyone know? I think Charlie Austin, if he's playing, takes them, but he just doesn't always play, and therefore Ward Prowse takes them when he's not playing. And he's on free kicks and corners and stuff like that. Yeah. So, as a cheap midfielder, possibly playing two fixtures, if he does get those games, then yeah, really good pick. Um, so that's the that's the end of our game week thirty two preview. So it sounds like we are saying three Man City, three Chelsea, um, obviously two Man City attackers, maybe one Man City defender just to make sure you get them playing both games and the 
mop up those cleanies for Matt. Chelsea, couple of um, defenders, maybe an attacker as well, probably Hazard. And then we've got good options at Crystal Palace, Brighton maybe as a goalkeeper, a cheap goalkeeper, Tottenham, Wolves, and maybe a couple Man United players, maybe just one that you're sure is going to start. Um, so it sounds like we've got a decent team there for the free hitters and some potential other options for those just planning with their transfers. Um, I think Matt mentioned it might be worth just mentioning single game weeks. Um, so I think just looking down the list, the only good ones that I spotted were Arsenal at home to Newcastle and Leicester at home to Bournemouth. I, I Obviously, I wouldn't be recommending people bringing players for those fixtures, but um, if you've got those players on your team and you can't afford enough transfers to get all double game weeks, then those guys are worth playing. Um, yeah, what do you guys reckon to sing, single game weekers? I know they have caused problems in the past and season's gone past and got big holes. Do you see any this season? I'm sure there will be one, but it's you can never predict which which was the player to have. I mean, I think Arsenal maybe is the the, the one that stand out one because there's a big team playing at home. Um, there's always a chance Obama Yang or Mkhitaryan or someone goes a bit crazy. Or Salomon Rondon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought I was joking there, but you, because I talk about Newcastle in a positive way so much, you guys all thought I was serious. <laughs> well, he scored. We it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to knock Salomon yeah. Rondon. Uh, yeah, at the moment, he's on fire. He is on good form. Um, I don't think he's going to be, he's going to score so many points against Arsenal that he's worth picking ahead of a double game week, though. Um. If we could have had him as our gut punt, he would have been a good one. But this week, instead, I'm just going to review what we went for game week um, game week 31. So I think, hold on a second, was it Matt? Were you Lukaku? Uh, for this week? Yeah. Well, I don't think I went because I didn't, he didn't play this week. Ah. Can you remember who your gut pump was? Um, I, I'm trying to remember who I went for now. I I have the list. I don't know who chose who. Um, I had Perez from Newcastle. That was me. And did he do anything? Don't think he did. No. Gary had Diop from West Ham, so that was bad. I had Lanzini from West Ham. I think he got an assist. And Ashley Barnes. Was that you, Matt? I Ashley think, Barnes. Yeah, I went Ashley Barnes. Who did nothing? So not great. Let's so I didn't get improve. one, huh? How rude. Well, I think, yeah. <laughs> You're in too much pain to even offer one. Can I have Sadio Mane? <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> hey, hey Lanzini got five points. I kept oh, sorry. until he did something. So sorry, I'm, I'm okay. happy with that, yeah. Ben returns and... Once we get the updated <laughs> score sheet for this league for this gut punt this season, we will see where you are. See if you can knock Matt off top spot. Ben, who are you going for in uh, game week 32? Uh, I'm going with Batshuayi from Palace. Um, I think we've picked him a couple times. He is at priced at 6.5, ownership of 1.4%. I, I figure he'll... He'll have a good shot of scoring against Huddersfield at home. 
And then you never know Tottenham away if, um, you know, Zaha can cross it to him or something and he can put it in. So that's my shout. I think that's a really good shout. Yeah, and a good shout for double game week teams for people's transfers. Andy, who have you got for your gut punt? I have finally, after the the frustrations of my uh, my last time on the pod, I'm allowed. I, I'm able to pick Lukaku because Matt hasn't got there ahead of me. His team <laughs> selected by is 4.9 percent as of the pod being recorded, so he's just about scraped in, um, and he's got a double game week. So yeah, Lukaku is my gut punt. And he's in your team, and he's in form. So maybe I'll triple captain him as well. Just yeah, just don't captain him because you'll curse him like last time. That was so annoying. I'm so annoyed about that. How did he... Missed so many chances. Matt, what about you? Who's your gut punt? I was just reminiscing then. It was the one pleasurable part of last week's pod when it all went horribly wrong for Ben and I that we could at least least laugh about Lukaku's efforts as as Andy's captain. Um, um, I'm going to go for Man City and I was just trying to find out the player that was like under 5% picked and I'm going to go for David Silva. Um, He's been getting some assists recently um, and they've got well, it's Man City, so they'll probably win twice over. And he, he's fairly sure of starts, so uh, fingers crossed on David Silva. That is a really good tactic. I wish I'd used that one as well. Damn it. Um, I did have a gut punt that was James Ward-Prowse, but now that seems absolutely ridiculous. Um, so I'm quickly checking out the Chelsea players to see if I can find any, <laughs> anyone with low ownership. What about Rudiger? Surely no one. Are... Yeah, I'm going to go for Rudiger. Rudiger at 3.5%. Um, hopefully he'll get me a header, but I'm hoping he'll at least get a clean sheet. So much better than James Ward-Browse, which is a bit of an outshine, uh punty one. Okay, You'll regret so it next are... week as he comes in. <laughs> yeah, he'll be the one, right? He'll get he'll get three free okay. kicks. <laughs> yeah, had three free kicks. You could have won the se- you could have won the mini league if only you put him in. <laughs> um, okay, now it's Matt's section. So Matt, over to you for the cleanies. <laughs> <laughs> so looking down the cleanie list, uh, I would say. At- oh, I'm. I should say. Should we try and pick out um, a team that's going to get two clean sheets rather than one clean sheet? Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty, un, that's pretty unlikely, isn't it? But if you can start with that, that would be good. All right, give it. Uh, I'm very lucky to go first, then. So I'll go Chelsea, please, uh, with Cardiff and Brighton. Fair enough. Next up, it's me, and I'm obviously going to go for Man City with Fulham and Cardiff. Okay. Next up, it's Andy and Ben. Whoever shouts first. Southampton. No, that's sorry. It's have to have to have to do two, don't don't we? Um, it's tough. Ben, any thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would. I think Southampton's not bad. Brighton away, Watford away, but I'd probably go Man United, Watford at home, Wolves away. Collectively, there should be some points there. Yeah, fair enough, Andy. What about you? I mean, we're probably getting down to the one one clean sheet now. I'm going to go Crystal Palace because they have Huddersfield on them. Yeah, they've got Huddersfield at home, so that we have to hope that Huddersfield are still the low scoring team they once were. Yeah, I am okay, I am back. reaching there, but I think they're the uh, the most likely team left. Matt, can you see any more? I'm I sure cannot. More. No, I not not to get two clean sheets. Um, 
What about one clean sheet? Uh, I think out of... And even then, it's not looking great for some of them. Um, what about probably... Brighton with Southampton at home? Potentially. Um, I feel like you're trying to tempt me into Brighton. Uh <laughs> I'm not trying which to is, trick you. Which is not, not so, such a tempting <laughs> prospect to say, oh, they're definitely a clean sheet. Um, I think if you actually give another clean sheet, then someone like Arsenal at home, uh, and even if it's just a single game week, uh, might pick up a clean sheet. Fair enough. If we're going on to the single game week teams, I think we can leave it there. Um, so Crystal Palace, Chelsea, Man City and Man United. Um, we're recommending for transfers in for defenders. Um, what about captains and transfers Matt I'm going to come to you first um, so as I say I've, I've played my free hit so I now have to do transfers that try to navigate both uh, the double game week uh, and the, the blank game week that follows so um, I will probably be transferring from a pool of Chelsea and Crystal Palace players um, and maybe Southampton players uh, because they're the three teams that uh, potentially have a double and then a single um, but over the next two, yeah, Southampton needs to be confirmed just yet. So that's that's why and, they're just in that. In thirty-three, they're playing Liverpool at home, which is tough. Yeah, yeah, um, but it's probably better than me having zero points for a player who isn't playing. Uh, so that's that's what I'm looking at. And so obviously, out of them, Chelsea uh, look like the well, they're the big team, and they've got the best fixtures. Um, so. I'm likely to try and work out a way to try and get Hazard in, assuming uh, that still looks like an attractive option because we've got the international break. So there's sort of quite a gap to, before these, these fixtures come around. So anything could happen in the meantime. Uh, but I think I'll be trying to get um, maybe David Louise and Hazard into my team. Um, but I'm not quite sure how to yet. Are you g- going to be taking hits? Because I'm assuming you only have one free transfer. Um, I'll probably take a hit... Uh, I don't like taking hits, so I'd be put off taking two two hits and a minus eight. But I think there's a, potentially a justification to do so, um, unless uh, I'm going to have a horrible uh, game week 33 around the corner. Um, so I'm tend to take hits, but uh, slightly limited. I do have a, a full eleven for this this game week. So the other thing I need to really decide about is whether this is a the game week I play my triple captain. Or if it's the game week, I play my um, bench boost. Um, so there's a few things to decide yet and quite a lot of thinking to do. Uh, because if I say go for the bench boost, I go sort of all in um, and then have to sort of leave out maybe some of my um, single game week players uh, that are currently sat on my bench. I, I mean, looking just looking at the fixtures, it seems to me if I had my triple captain and could play it without playing my free hit, as I'm planning, that this would be triple captain... Um, time you know man city's fixtures just look prime for hat tricks for aguero or sterling you, you're dead right but also I was, man city just look prime for uh rotation and the temptation to maybe have try and find uh maybe a, a time for harry kane post post wild card would be uh the other thing i'm thinking of a triple captain in 35 as an option uh but you're right uh, sterling and aguero look like strong candidates for triple captain this week um as does Hazard, potentially, even he's not on great form. You can also, if you're playing your wildcard in 34, you can also set up your team ready for that bench boost in 35. So 
maybe the bench boost is better for 35 and triple captain in 32. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's probably the way I'll go. Um, but I just want to spend the international break thinking about it and doing all sorts of different teams and just all the different options before selecting the wrong one. <laughs> just enjoy it before it goes horribly <laughs> That's wrong. That's it. There's endless and possibilities get, right now. You're going to get 23 points again. Um, okay, next up, I think it's me. So um, I'm going to be playing my free hit. Um, and I scrabbled together a team last week as just as a bit of fun to see whether I could get rid of Pogba and still get him back. Um, and it looked like I could, so I got rid of him for Mane and that went really well. So that's great. Um, but uh, what I'm thinking about in terms of uh, transfers, it's obviously what we've discussed. So three Man City, three Chelsea. Outside of that, I was planning before I saw them play against Wolves to have three Man United players and Pogba was going to be one of those coming back in and Rashford as well. Um, I have been swayed by what we talked about and their performance in the um, in the FA Cup. So maybe I'm going to hold off for that. And maybe what I've seen this game week is that, you know, the differential options are where, where the points were. And I really need some differentials now to gain, to get myself back um, to where I was. I think I'm top 40,000 or something like that, that now. So that's a, that's been a big drop from where I was earlier in the season. Um, so yeah, maybe I need to think slightly outside of the box, be a bit more maverick and yeah, crystal palace players, um, maybe taking, um, some top of the players in as well is a good shout. And and forgetting the players that those who have planned for double game week with their transfers will be stuck with. So they'll have a lot of Wolves players, they'll have a lot of Man United players, and maybe just go with the ones that they won't have. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm thinking at the moment. Um, captaincy, I'm probably looking at Man City like a lot of people. Um, I'm, I'm assuming that's the same for you, Matt, right? Um, yeah, as I said, the only way I'm potentially tempted by would be Hazard um, but that's, that's quite a differential pick Fair enough Okay Andy what about your captains and transfers? So uh, my transfers uh, I currently have um, Fabian Cher who's injured or he's suspended rather until the 6th of April so um, I think he's my out. He's my transfer out um, probably for Juan Bissaka because uh, I, I lost him for a reason that I can't remember and I want him back now because he's got a double game week coming up. So I think that's my transfer. Um, my captain, I'm going to hang on and um, until it's actually formally announced and appears on the website that City are playing two games. But if assuming they are, I think it's going to be Raheem Sterling is going to be my captain because um, I think he's the, the most attacking player on the best form that's least likely to get um, uh, rotated. If it turns out that that double game week for City doesn't happen, I'm probably going to do Lukaku, uh, which I know didn't work last time. <laughs> but uh, there's only one way to clear the curse is to do it again, right? So I'm going to do it again. Send wave after wave of captains. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice one. I like it. Just keep hitting Lukaku until it happens. Um, ben, what about you? So I currently have... I currently have already... I can field a starting 11 of double game week players in 32. And I have, I think, seven players who I can currently play in 33. So similar to Matt, I may, be, I may try and swap one out for a Chelsea player. 
um, because Chelsea have West Ham at home in game week 33. So I'll probably try and bring in David Luiz for someone this week. Um, and then that will give me eight players for 33. And then I'll probably take a hit to field 10, 10 players for 33. Or, or maybe take two hits to, to field 11 for 33. Um, and I'll probably triple captain this week. And I'll probably triple captain Aguero. Yeah, good, definitive, um, decisive, Ben. I like it. Yeah, because I think he's also not going with Argentina. Like, I think he did. He did he retire, or he's just he doesn't travel with Argentina anymore. So, I feel good. I feel good with him um, with two weeks off or a week off or whatever. Um, just watch Pep completely rotate him now that that has happened. Obviously. <laughs> Nice one. Um, if you don't follow us already on Twitter, we're at FPL FF Fanatics. Um, get in touch with us. It's great to hear from you guys. Um, we're loving it. We're sending it around all on, uh, to each other on the WhatsApp group. So, yeah, keep doing that. Um, and we'll keep tweeting. Ben's doing some great work. Um, so, farewell from me. Say goodbye, Matt. So long. And uh, fingers crossed that it. Finally, the luck changes for us fantasy managers. We seem to be punished by Mavericks recently. Say goodbye, Andy. Goodbye, Andy. And please, Lukaku, break the curse. <laughs> Say goodbye, Ben. Goodbye. I, I now have two weeks to look at my terrible free hit team that I just played. Um, so it should be a fun two weeks for me. Thank you.